Welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm your host today. I'm a staff pastor here at the Manor House in Portland, Oregon, the Rocky Butte campus to be specific. It is wonderful to be here with you today, and I'm excited for what we are kicking off today. We are joining uh, Pastor Mark Jones. He's our prayer pastor uh, at Manor House over our whole church and uh, really is such a life-giving aspect of our church. And uh, he's going to bring us probably the next uh, eight or nine episodes, and we're going to be talking through um, uh, different sections from his book called Unscripted. I really believe that this complements well much of the journey that we've been on together going through our spiritual formation uh, episodes. And so if you haven't heard any of those, I encourage you to go back and check those out. So we're going to go ahead and jump right into our conversation with Mark Jones. And I hope that you get out some pen and paper and take some notes and get ready to accept a challenge today. God bless you. And uh, here we go. All right, Mark Jones, welcome in today. I am so glad to be able to uh, hang out with you. Uh, even though we're we're hanging out with each other digitally today, it is good to be able to to spend time together. And so we're we're getting ready to go on a, a big journey for for the Growing Faith podcast. We're looking at probably in the end, we're probably looking at about eight episodes uh, that'll kind of string out there. And so, um, man, you're you're about ready to dominate uh, the listeners' ears for the next two months. And uh, I'm I couldn't be happier, honestly, to have. Uh, someone uh, of your quality and caliber uh, to come on to uh, the program and to be able to speak into the hearts of all of the listeners. Um, you know, the, the purpose of the Growing Faith podcast is to really to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. And I always talk about it constantly about how it's just the, the average Joe in the, in the pews of the church and making sure that they are equipped to do the work that God has called them to. And I think you and I both know just how critical the being with God is in order to support the uh, doing for God. And so um, I, you know, recently came through a whole series on spiritual formation uh, with Sue, uh, one of our Rocky Butte members, and uh, she did an incredible job laying out a whole bunch of spiritual practices and um, just that lead to spiritual formation. So that was a really great journey. Um, and, and then you and I, we have actually already done a two-part episode. I don't even remember how long ago it was. I have to go back into the show and see uh, when that all took place. But we did two episodes talking about the first 15. And really just the basics of that concept is, uh, is committing the first 15 minutes of every day to, to God and making sure that we seek him first and, and how... Uh, if, if we don't do that, we end up going about our day trying to fill ourselves with things that can't fill us. And so today, uh, to kick this all off, um, one of the vehicles uh, that you have uh, that you've used, that you have challenged people with time and time again, is something that you call the 40-day worship challenge. And so why don't you just uh, kick it off a little bit with um, what what is a 40-day worship challenge and then uh, maybe just brief testimony on your part of how like 
what uh, what effect has it had in your life? Perfect. Well, it's an honor to be with you, Rick, and uh, I'm excited for everybody that's listening and, uh, of course, uh, passionate about uh, this topic of uh, spending time with the Lord, time alone with God, meeting with Him, and it's just a really it is just an honor to be together. I just pray that as we're together, that this ministers to those that are listening, and so we want to bless you, those that are listening. So grateful that you're here in 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 listening, and I just wanted to share a little bit about my personal testimony. You know, you said something about being with God and doing for God. And uh, I was probably uh, for a long season trying to do a lot for him, but I had kind of missed the being part, the being with him. Of course, we know the enemy of being with him is busyness. And so it just kind of pushes in there. But I did about, I can't remember now if it's 12, 13 years ago, maybe it's 14. I don't know. Time goes by so fast. But I was in a crisis moment in my life where uh, I was under so much stress and so much pressure, life circumstances. And obviously, uh, each one of us go through things that are difficult in our life. And, and uh, so I was under such pressure and the anxiety, and I had a, a chair in our bedroom. I used to sit in, I call it now the, the chair of worry or the anxiety chair. And I used to sit there and worry. And even my wife would come in and say, what are you doing? And I'd say, I'm just thinking. She said, no, you're worrying. You need to. <laughs> but, you know, we get trapped in moments in time. And, and uh, I remember uh, uh, going on a bike ride. It was a very specific day. I'll never forget it. It was like it was yesterday. But I was, I was uh, bicycling, cycling for exercise. And I went down, took a ride down on Marine Drive and I was riding my bike down there and uh, uh, I was listening to a podcast and the person said, uh, if you fall in love with the Lord again, 90% of your problems will go away. And I, <laughs> I thought, wow, that I need 90% of my problems to go away. And uh, of course, uh, uh, in that exact moment is that, 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 that thought was interjected into my heart. Uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, Mark, the closest we were was dental school. Now, remember that I have to get the context is that was like 30 years before, but I used to go out in the woods before every day and spend 15 minutes with the Lord's worshiping him in the woods. I'd come in from the woods after praying and waking up part of the dorm. And uh, I didn't know I was doing that till a year later, but I was so enjoying myself out there with the Lord. Now, remember, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I had uh, just a, a very conservative church I was going to. I, I didn't know anything about spirit-filled life. I didn't know anything about anything. I just knew that if I went out there and spent, I was a new Christian. If I went out there and spent 15 minutes with the Lord and then came in and read my Bible, that my days went better. And so I began to enjoy these amazing days at dental school and, and the stress level on people was amazing. And I was experiencing peace and joy, singing in the hallways, sharing the gospel, never equating what I was doing in ministering 
to where I was coming from in the morning with him. I just didn't even make the association. But that went on for four years at dental school. And I had so much fun uh, reaching out, saw some people save all this productivity. <laughs> that was at, at the biggest one, I used to worry myself sick in, in college, just trying to keep up. And this was four times as much work. And I was enjoying four times the peace and I was having such a great time. Well, at this 30 year mark, 30 years later, I wasn't having such a great time. And I was back to anxiety. And uh, remember the Lord said the closest we ever were was dental school. And you would think that when you're in a trial or difficulty, the Lord would remind you of something you need to do. I was a doer, so something I need to accomplish. And the Lord's reminded me of, of intimacies, reminded me of how close we were. He was reminding me of that moment where we were the closest. And I remember, I remember in that moment, uh, the Lord said, the closest we ever were. And I remembered asking the Lord on that bike, right? It was only about, I'm going to say it was only about 100 yards I made this comment to the Lord, did you get anything out of those times that I met with you in the woods? And Rick, I'm just telling you, and I'm telling the listeners, I felt pleasure go through my body. It was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. I've never experienced it since like that. But I think for just a moment, the Lord let me experience what my life meant to him as much as what he meant to me. And in these moments of anxiety, I just remember saying to the Lord, if it meant that much to you, I won't miss again. Now, you remember, that's been like 11 or 12 years ago, and I'm going to say I haven't missed. But I'm only saying that because I only think about today <laughs> and meeting with it tomorrow because I don't want to miss. So anyway, the story goes on that. So I said, so I had this act in the bike ride and I came back. But I was determined that day that I was going to meet with the Lord the next day. And, uh, and so you would have thought in that moment, him reminding me of that, everything was going to be hunky-dory, everything was going to be great. I'm just going to get up, meet with the Lord. It's going to be a beautiful thing. I wake up the next morning for my day number one, and the depression is like four times worse. I had never... So I know now, after watching many people take the 40-day worship challenge, that there is a warfare about meeting with God and being with him because the devil hates that. But anyway, I didn't, I didn't have any factors to factor all this in. I did, I'm just paralyzed in the bed. And I'm thinking, I can't even get up. And then I decided, no, today I'm getting up. Hmm. And if it meant that much to you, Lord, if I got to get on my hands and knees and crawl around and get myself ready, we're going to meet together. Sorry. I remember going by the, the chair in the room that I sat by called the chair. I actually called it the chair of depression because it really was in a deep, in a, in a, I was in a deep state of depression. I remember going by the chair and looking at it and the Lord spoke this to my heart. Mark, depression has been keeping you from me. All these worries and all these anxieties and all that got stirred up and all these worries. 
And I said, well, Lord, if I have to crawl there today, we're going to meet together. And I remember going to a Christian coffee shop. We actually had a Christian coffee shop in town, just down from our house. Uh, now I, I prefer headphones and music, but uh, on my phone, but at that time, uh, worship music was playing in the background. I saw a 40 day, actually saw a 40 day devotional. I don't know how it got to that spot in the house, but it was just sitting there. And so I grabbed that little devotional and I took that with me. I took my Bible <laughs> and then I left. And I went down and I remember the first day meeting with him, just sobbing and just enjoying his presence. From the moment he said the closest we ever were was dental school, it wasn't, it wasn't quote dental school. It could have been factory work, could have been anything, but it was dental school and it was out in those woods and i felt again the presence of god i used to go out when i was in the woods i'd go out there and the lord would just touch me so deeply out there and so again it was just time alone with him so that's my testimony that launched this years have gone by a book's been written about it. i i always i always never wanted to turn it into a formula or into a, a have to and so I've, I've spent the rest of the days sharing thoughts on this idea of time alone with God and what that means to meet with him in the morning. So that there's my testimony, and I'm honored to share it with those that are listening. Yeah, it's so good. I, I, I think it's just so, I mean, I, I can relate so well. I remember a time, uh, you know, being a pastor here at Manor House on staff and different ministry pressures, different, uh, you know, personal pressures from life. And man, I was in a place where, um, I think from a general personality standpoint, um, I, maybe I have a more generally more optimistic, uh, viewpoint than you do. So maybe I wasn't quite as deep down, but for me, it was a very rough, uh, it was a rough place, and I uh, just remember just feeling like, God, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I just don't know. And um, and I, I remember actually having a pretty intense dream one night about, like, I was a, apparently I was a doctor, and my name was getting called over the speaker uh, because there was this there was this patient that was about ready to die. And, and it was like the people that were supposed to do the work weren't, weren't there to do the work. And so I got called in to do the work. And I just remember being like, like paralyzed, like, I don't know how to do this. And, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to kill this person. Like I'm not, they're not going to make it and it's going to be my fault. And, um, and, and I just remember the, the emotion. And I'm actually, I'm not even a guy that has dreams a lot. Like I, I don't, I don't wake up in the morning remembering a dream I had hardly ever. Um, and so I woke up that morning uh, and I just felt like the Lord uh, kind of whispered into my ear, like, stop, I've got you. Like, I'm, I'm the one that's going to show you how and what and where and when. And so just quit, quit trying to rely on your own strength and your own abilities and, and come to me. 
And, and I wish I could say, <laughs> uh, it's probably good that I'm in this conversation to make, uh, you know, the normal person that is intimidated by 12 years of never missing a day. Uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you, I've missed plenty of days in, in, the, in the time. It's probably been about six years since, gosh, time does go by fast, Mark. <laughs> uh, it's been about six years probably since that particular uh, encounter happened. Uh, and I, I've missed plenty of days, but it, it definitely was a, a defining moment for me where it was kind of one of those never going back kind of moments where uh, now I know now I know what what is required um, in order to be able to do anything in life, let alone, you know, whatever God has called us to. It's like just to be healthy, just to be good. And then and then God takes care of the rest. Um, you know, like what God can do with a a speck of our time and effort uh, through us compared to what we can do with a lifetime of toil and drudgery like doesn't even compare and so sometimes we're like so concerned about making sure that god can accomplish his purposes through us you know and it's like he never needed us to begin with like he he wants us he wants us to be part of the journey and uh and so um so the 40-day worship challenge is is important for a few things right is um the number 40 is fairly significant in in the bible it shows up quite a few times the the israelites spent 40 40 years in the wilderness jesus fasted and was in the wilderness for 40 days there's there's this time of testing there's this journey there's this trial and then something significant always happens on the other side a breakthrough, a crossing over, um, a, a launching into something. And so, um, again, nothing magical about the number 40. Uh, it's not, but it's just kind of a general principle. And then it actually comes pretty close to, um, you know, if you look at science and the, the forming of habits, you have to do, they used to say 21 days. A lot of people are around the 67-day Mark now is kind of the uh, developer of an actual habit. And, uh, and I think that's where we want to really point people, right, is a habit of dependency, a, yeah. habit, a habit of union with Christ, a, a habit of dwelling with him, tabernacling with him, that kind of thing. And, um, and so uh, most people around Manhouse, when they see Mark Jones, they think, unscripted they think 40-day worship challenge they think time alone with god those would be some of the key phrases that would pop up in in people that know you uh even just a little bit and so uh, we actually put together a few words uh to kind of walk us through what it takes to do a 40-day worship challenge and so we're going to talk uh just for the next few minutes about uh tenacity uh together and then tools and so um, we've kind of shared a little bit of testimony right there at the beginning, just, uh, I think, to kind of establish, uh, I think we all need this, right? I think we're all broken. We're all like, man, <laughs> without him, we can do nothing. You know, <laughs> everybody thinks they are the exception uh, to that rule. You know, you read John 15, hey, uh, abide in me, you know, if, 
you're in me, you're going to bear much fruit. It's just a guarantee. But without me, you can do nothing. You're like, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty talented. I think, I think I might be able to pull some pretty great stuff off even without you. And so there's always that temptation uh, to, to try to do it on our own. So uh, talk to me about uh, tenacity. Like, what does it, what does it take? I mean, I think you were referencing a little bit in your own testimony, but uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, I, I think that uh, I, I like the word tenacity. I like the word intentional. I like the word purposeful when we're thinking about our relationship with him, not our purpose, what he wants us to do, but our purpose to know him and our purpose to be with him. And, and tenacity is a great word. It's, it's, uh, it means that that we're willing to go after something. We're willing to, to, to sacrifice for that. We're willing to um, go after it. And I, I loved what you said about the 40 days because I do believe it's a launching pad. What I like to think of it, and those that were in a 40 day period, it was a period of testing and it was a launching into the new. It was something that went, brought them into something new. So I wanna share with every person a little bit uh, of the idea that, that, that God wants to do something brand new in you and the devil doesn't want you to get there. And, uh, and we can go with John 10, 10, the thief cometh only to steal, kill and destroy and light and, 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 and the Lord comes that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So what we like to do is set a time frame of 40 days so that, that we can actually not achieve something, but we can have something in time and space where we actually accomplish something, where people can focus in. So, it, so if you think about it, what we're going to give ourselves to, we've got a 40-day period, and our commitment is to give the Lord the first 15 minutes in each one of those days. Now, now you use the word tenacity. So someone's going to say, now, 40 days, that's not that long. And 15 minutes, that's not very much time. That should be a piece of cake. <laughs> that that uh, Anybody could do that. Well, I always tell them, we'll try it. <laughs> and because... Because we're, we're encouraging people to, in the first 15 minutes, to surrender their will to God's will and to receive his love. And what you shared earlier is that's what we're really looking for is God's love. So tenacity is what we, or that, that whole idea of um, intentionality is that we're going to do this no matter what, meaning we're going to do it on the first day, the second day, the third day. Then the weekend's going to come. And I always say, <laughs> if it was this easy for the enemy to stop us from meeting with God, you're tired. You should sleep in. And, and we would buy into that. Then, 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 then we, must be, we must need to be tenacious then <laughs> if there's going to come such opposition to it. And so I always encourage people to, to, uh, to just recognize and this whole idea that they're in a spiritual battle 
and that our primary thing is to know him and meet with him. And so this is going to be a, a critical thing. So tenacity is key in this and determination. We could put some other words in there. Now, remember, we're encouraging people to do this when they're under pressure. Right. When their mind is already. Now, now, I was already in a deep depression. And I'm having to get up in the morning and get myself around that bed. And the devil's saying, no, you're not. Because if you get to him, you're going to get to the source of all life. And I'm keeping you here in this depression <laughs> to, to make you of no effect. In fact, still kill and destroy. I have a, a real sense that if that day hadn't happened on that bike, I don't know where I'd be today. And so it was, I guess, tenacity or just choice or whatever that was that got me around that, that bed. But the minute I got in his presence, so, so the tenacity's gone now. I mean, that got me there. <laughs> but once you're there, you're in his presence. And we'll talk more about the tools, but you're there. Now you'd think after being there and having that glorious experience, the next day would just be a piece of cake. Wake up, skip my way over to be with no. <laughs> Those first 40 days when you're stuck, you have to will yourself there. You have to choose. You have to see it as more important than anything else to be with him. You don't know what the outcome of that is. You have no guarantees. You have, you have no knowledge of what he's going to do. You just know that you must get to him. I think of the woman with the issue of blood that day. She got up that day. <laughs> and she had decided, talk about tenacious. She had everything boiled down to one thought. If I touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. I've gone to doctors all my life, spent all my money been bleeding and hemorrhaging for 12 years you know she was unclean she I mean she <laughs> you know talk about tenacious yeah she focused that day I think that when we're talking about this idea of meeting with him that and yet it's a relationship it's a love relationship it's so powerful it's not a have to it's not a duty to get there it's an opportunity <laughs> Think of the benefits. We exchange who we are for who he is. We, we give him. <laughs> so he's taking my depression and I, he's giving me peace. Now, think about that. I, I should have figured this out like sometime before 30 years, that there was a correlation between all the events that were happening at dental school and all the events that were happening in the morning. But I never made that correlation. I pray the little book that we'll talk about makes the correlation because he's our source. But the whole idea that that, that woman, I think of her that day, I'd like to be that tenacious in getting to the Lord in the morning and touching his hem of his garment. And, and what, he, what happened, she had to push through the crowd. I'm telling you, there's going to be a crowd of noise of duties, the devil will be bringing up everything you need to do that day. He'll try to do anything to keep us 
from that meeting. It's kind of like people that, that break through to like to come to church. You know, the enemy doesn't want them to come. They come and they get blessed like a prayer meeting. The enemy doesn't want them to come and they come and they get blessed. I'm always thinking where his, where his tactics are the strongest, our tenacity has to equal that pressure. So she breaks through and she touches the hem of his garment. She's, and, and Jesus, this is what's so extraordinary. Everybody's pushing on him. Even, even his disciples say, when, when he says, who touched me? I felt virtue leave my body. No, he wasn't asking who was crowding around him and pushing him and looking for this or that. No, he was looking for the person that was laser focused. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I don't, I, I've never really talked about tenacity. You kind of brought that up, but I, I'm so glad you did. Because when we have listeners that are listening and you're going through something and you're starting to realize it's dawning on you as, as someone who's listening to this, oh my word, the Lord's my answer. Right. The answer is not the answer to the problem. The answer is the Lord of the problem. That, I mean, the one who will take care of it. And the, the minute that you say, I'm going to do what these two guys are doing, I'm just going to do that. You just woke all hell up. You just, you just, you just woke up uh, people that weren't bothering you like forces and things that all of a sudden are going, it ain't going to happen. And so in the midst of pressure, we're going to make this decision to meet with him. And it's going to be awesome. I mean, I've seen so many. I've seen people after 40 days. I just had one PVC student. I won't mention his name. I won't even mention his story because it might. But I didn't even take him through it. Another couple took him through the 40-day worship challenge. But on his 40th day, I sat in my chair, in the, in the, not the chair of depression. It's in that room over there. It's a different house. It's called the chair of encouragement. I just sit there and get encouraged in the morning, just saturate. But the, the point being, I sat there on FaceTime, listened to this young man share what happened in 40 days. The miracle, the breakthrough, and he was under a cloud. It took people coming around him, people standing with him, and him making that tenacious move towards the Lord in the midst of what appeared to him as absolute darkness. You, I, we should have him on here, Rick. We'll have him share his testimony. Yeah. It'll, it'll blow your mind, but it took 40 days. And I think that, I think that is actually where we, you know, talking about the need tenacity and and i i can imagine somebody listening today being like mark i i don't have it i i don't have it within me i don't have anything left in my tank and and i think you hit it really well is that we're, we're asking people we're challenging people that are already under a weight under a pressure to come to this place uh, and that's where i think the next word of, of together comes in is that yeah, I agree with you. You probably don't really have it, but but God's grace is sufficient even in the midst of your weakness. It's in your weakness that God's strength is made perfect is 
is shown to be everything that you need. Um, but a lot of times God's strength is revealed through human beings, part of his body. And so uh, talk to me a little bit now about, about the together part. You know, we're, we've, so we've decided, yes, this is what I need. I'm a little nervous that I don't have what it takes in and of myself. Um, what, how do I go about building some together in this process? Well, there's a couple things uh, we've uh, put together to kind of help that. And, uh, but the idea of not going it alone is in those first 40 days, honestly, I was going it alone, but you have to appreciate um, there wasn't a network out there. There wasn't a whole bunch of people that were doing this, that what we're, what we're not trying to create a legalistic thing about 40 days or you have to meet with the Lord. I will share more about it in the tools. This is intimacy. This is a dynamic. This is a God thing. And, and I always tell when I get into a class situation and I raise the hand, how many are meeting with the Lord in the morning and not very many and not very many want to, you know, or, or they're, this not the most inspiring thing. And uh, until I read their papers after 40 days and I realized all heaven broke loose in their life when all hell was breaking loose before. And so I never thought of those two terms together, all heaven breaking loose and all hell breaking loose. But believe me, we're in a cosmic conflict and no one's meant to do it alone. No one's meant to go it alone. That the most powerful verse in the Bible is, I mean, one of, they're all powerful, but one of the most about relationships is two people, Ecclesiastes 4 and 9, two people are better than one and we can help each other succeed. And I take people on a 40-day worship challenge, and I always put this little mug here, and this side says better. I have another mug that says together, better together, and then Natalie made me a mug that said stronger together. So I always show the mug. We always want people to be connecting with other people when it comes to devotional life because there's such resistance against it. It's the most unbelievable thing the reason the resistance is there is because we're going to God who is the source of all life to receive his life so that we have life to give or receive his love so we have love to give or receive his his power so we have power to give so I like to think of the morning as input we're all that we are there to do is receive from the Lord, to open up our heart to him. So we'll talk more about that. But, but the idea that, that, that then there's a release and, there, and God flows through us. So this whole idea together is that two people are better than one. We can help each other succeed. So what we encourage people to do is just simply find another person to do it and just simply text them good morning in the morning and they text back good morning. And uh, I just, I'm in, in, when I wake up in the morning, I probably receive several texts that say good morning and I text them back good morning. All that does is indicates that they're in devotions, I'm in devotions, doesn't bother each other. It's just a, it's just a way to encourage each other. And, um, we also have a, a Facebook page called the First 15 AM, which people can come on and the people are just putting in there what they're receiving from their devotions. But the whole idea 
that there's others out there doing this same thing and that you're not alone when you get up in the morning and doing this. Others are, are out there that are meeting with the Lord. So if you can gather someone to do it with, if you can join a group that's doing it, if you can just tell a friend you're doing it and you just want to text him good morning, even if he's not doing it, whatever you can do, if you connect with Rick or myself and you text us good morning and we text you back, find somebody that's doing it and, and, and just find that little bit of encouragement to be together doing this together. And I, what I was going to say about the class, I said in the class, I said, you never have a greater chance of meeting with the Lord for 40 straight days than you do in this class where we're here together, encouraging, strengthening, and, and, and cheering each other on to that time alone with him. Because the, the, the product of it is, is, is amazing what happens. So anyway, I just encourage people to find somebody, find a group, find uh, whoever they can, and go through it together. That's so good. And that would be uh, going to our next, our next word is talking about tools. Um, so the together part is actually one of the tools, one of the things that helps you succeed in the journey. And so we've talked about texting uh, each other. And I, and I like how, how you do it because there's, there's no pressure. It's just a matter of like kind of just checking in like, hey, uh, good morning. You know, like hey, I'm checking in with the Lord right now, you know, spending time alone with the Lord. Um, and then I think a lot of times what flows out of that is sharing with each other what the Lord spoke to you or how he ministered to your heart or maybe how he challenged you, maybe how he you know, took you to the woodshed that morning because you needed an adjustment, you know, whatever, like the Lord does, the Lord does all the things, right? Because he, he chastens those he loves, he cares, he, he uh, encourages, he strengthens, he ministers, like he does all the things that we need when we need it. And so we can share that with one another um, as kind of it feels right. And we want to do that. Um, a couple of other tools that, that I know you put together, uh, I definitely encourage people to pick up the book unscripted as we're going through this journey actually would, you know, we're going to link to it in the show notes. So you can jump down into the show notes, click on the link and uh, pick it up off of Amazon. Uh, super easy. It is a, it's available in digital format, also in paperback. Um, I think both have a good, you know, good benefit to them. Uh, the, the good thing about the paperback is it has all of the, the journal stuff in the back. So you can start your 40 day uh, worship challenge with kind of like all encapsulated in the book. So that's kind of cool that it works that way. A couple of other tools that you put together. Uh, we have the first 15 brochure, uh, which is just kind of a, hey, this is what the first 15 looks like. Here's how to kind of tackle this, uh, this new journey, this new focus. Um, and then also the surrender prayer that you've put together is just a super good resource. Uh, because I think because we've talked about the, the level of tenacity that's necessary because of so frequently where people are at, when they get to the place where they, <laughs> they're like open to hearing, hey, you need Jesus, you know, is probably because they've kind of come to the end of their rope and they're like, man, apparently I'm not so good at making this work like I thought I was. 
So maybe I should consider something else. Like we always have to come to the end of ourselves before we're willing to open ourselves up to really truly acknowledging our dependence upon God. So that surrender prayer is just such a key part as we open our hearts to the Lord and say, hey, you know what? I, I am not good enough. And so um, your way is better than my way, so much so that I'm willing to lay down my way and, and go your way. And then uh, where all of these resources are located is just at the First 15 uh, website. So first15am.org. Um, and so again, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. So you can just click on there and get all of those resources that are available in PDF. You can download it. Um, so man, all of the tools ready to rock and roll right in your hands. And this is where, uh, you know, you and I both talked about it before we jumped onto this episode is, uh, the next eight weeks that we're together, uh, through this podcast journey, we want to lay down the challenge. We want to throw down the gauntlet, you know, like that we're, we're putting the challenge in your court today. If you were to just ask yourself, you the listener, ask yourself right now, is my life reflective of John 10.10 that Jesus came to give me life and life more abundantly? Or is my life reflecting the enemy that has come and stolen and killed and destroyed? Which way is your life reflecting the reality? And, and if your life right now is more reflecting the kill, steal, and destroy part of the verse is... We're actually calling you to, calling you over to, to chapter 15 of John and to abide in him. And so we want to we wanna just issue the 40-day worship challenge to you today. And, uh, and there you, can, you can reach out to me as the show host. Love to hear from you at uh, rickm at manahouse.church. You can reach out to me. We can get connected in a 40-day worship challenge together. Um, you can text your friend and say, hey, we both need this. You know we both do. And you can go on it together and you can access all the resources that are available. Um, and then and then we're going to pick up next week and we're going to talk about the tools, uh, the different tools that are laid out in the unscripted book, the seven steps uh, really to developing intimacy with God. And it's going to be a really fun journey, but it's also going to be challenging and enriching and strengthening. And so... Uh, one final word for our audience today, Mark, as we wrap up this episode. What, what do you want to give them as we, as we close, close it up? Well, I just want you to see this as a want to, not a have to, and that God's going to do something extraordinary in your life during these 40 days. And if you'll just be willing to open your heart up to God and meet with him for those 15 minutes in the morning, I know God has something amazing that he's going to do inside you and through you in this season. And yet he wants to just bring you into it by the power of his Holy Spirit, not by your own effort, but by what he's going to do inside you to release this fresh new thing that he has for you. So I couldn't be happier for you. I'm excited to go on the journey with you. Let's launch the 40-day worship challenge today so that next week can be day number seven. So find yourself a little quiet spot in your house. Get free from distraction. Set your alarm 15 minutes early for tomorrow. Don't even wait till we get to another episode. You go right on this challenge yourself. God has something for you. 
grab your Bible, grab a pen, grab a journal, get a devotional, get your music, get some headphones, and just find a little corner and hunker down and just let the Holy Spirit meet with you. Let the anointing of God's presence be upon you. And let's launch the challenge today. So tomorrow we'll say this. Tomorrow will be day number one. And we'll go on it with you. Rick and I will make a commitment that we're going on this challenge with you. That you won't be alone. And you can text me. You can text me. You can get my number. Rick can give it to you. Whoever comes in. We can go on this together. And we can see God do something amazing in your life. But I do want to say every 40-day period is different. So let's start with number one. And we'll, this will be our launching pad. That's my word for today. Let's go today. Come on. Do it. And that just requires a set time, a set place, and a set plan. And again, all of those tools are available at first 15, first 15 a.m. Dot org. Um, check that out. And also the show notes will have the links to the other episodes where we talked about First 15 together. Uh, we all have the link to the unscripted book. So you can pick that up right away. And the Facebook group. I mean, we've got all the resources you could want. And with that, again, thank you, Mark, for your time today, for investing in our audience. And uh, hey, uh, let's, let's seek Jesus together and uh, let's see what God might do. Awesome. God bless you guys.